the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Spotlight. So excited to be here today, and I'm really excited for our guest. Today's topic, uh, we're talking about entrepreneurship. We're talking how to become icons in your industry. I have a very interesting guest today. She actually uh, started out in life as a rapper. She's actually a highly acclaimed rapper, uh, well-recognized for her songwriting, uh, her singing, her rapping. Uh, comes from, from a, a community, a family of music makers. And she has been able to rebrand and restructure and use that as a launch pad to now help women entrepreneurs. She has some great tips, great advice for us today. Very interesting story. And as you know, I love to bring on super successful people to the show, people who have been able to transform their lives, now helping other people transform theirs. And my hope is, is that as I listen to the show, as you listen to the show, that together we can pull out some nuggets, some things that we can use in our life to help grow, to help us become super successful as well. So uh, I'm welcoming to the show today, Sugar T. Are you there, Sugar? I am here. Hello. Well, hello. So glad to have you. So the very first thing I always do on my show, and I love to do this with my guests, is I give you permission to brag about yourself. That's right. I'm giving you total permission to brag. I want you to tell us all of the great accomplishments that you've done, the wonderful people you've worked with, and uh, some of those. I I know I saw a picture of Queen Latifah giving you something, so I know you've won some great awards. So I want to give you permission to start off the show today by bragging about everything that you've accomplished in life. Oh, my goodness. That would take a whole lifetime. <laughs> okay. Well, just let's, let's just start well, off with some of the highlights then. Yeah, yeah. Just some, hi- yeah. Just some highlights. Yeah. Uh, so, first of all, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to be able to uh, participate in um, such a great opportunity to always share information as well as give inspiration. So, um, thank you. And secondly, uh, pretty much just um, just being a, a many times a gold and platinum artist, and you pretty much covered it. You know, just growing up as a record executive coach, uh, coached as a record executive, as well as a talent, and being a long-standing entrepreneur that was exposed to the entrepreneurship movement. You know, as early as eight years old, and making my first song at two years old when I didn't know I was. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, I love that. Okay. So, so let's let's go back. Let's start. Mm-hmm. I love spending this first segment just diving into your life, how you got to where you are today. So, two years old, you're making your first song. What does that mean? Yes. Well, you know, me and my brothers were in the in the backyard. We were sneaking in the dirt. I'm an only girl out of five brothers, mm-hmm. so of course I played in the dirt and rode motorcycles growing up with my brothers. And so um, we were like mixing up some dirt outside and we end up making a song and the reason why it stands out so much is because we my mother there were certain words that she did not like us to say like she didn't like us to say the word doo-doo okay i can she relate want you to say right <laughs> potty or you know or use the bathroom 
Mm-hmm. So we would sneak in and sand, you know, the word. And so we would make a, uh, we would <laughs> sand in the dirt and stirring it up and saying, we mix it up and stir it up and feel it smell like doo-doo, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> and so that's why I could never forget the song because we were sneaking and we knew we wasn't supposed to say it. So that was our first song that we did that together um, and never well, I, realizing that we would actually become a group later on. <laughs> well, I can totally and relate. I didn't, I didn't ever become a group with my brothers, but I do remember I was a little older than two. I was more like 18, although I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that. But I remember one long <laughs> car trip with my parents uh, from Idaho to Utah and the entire time with my two younger brothers uh, making up rhymes about diarrhea. Uh, drove my parents absolutely <laughs> crazy, but still to this day, uh, 20 years later I'm still remembering those and I get back together with my brothers and every now and again we say something so I'm glad you were able to make something of it um, you know neither my brothers nor myself are, are famous artists but um, but I'm glad that you were able to do that it sounds like that was a real uh, bonding time for you and, and it's funny how sometimes the things we remember most are the things that we're doing because we're being a little bit sneaky or, or maybe even right. annoying to people that's funny that is right funny. exactly and then, of course, you know, later through the years, at eight years old, I threw newspapers with my grandfather. And so, you know, he woke me up at 4 o'clock every morning, and he's like, come on, let's come ride the newspaper. He'll go get me a, um, a donut. Um, I'll never forget it. It's the, uh, uh, the bar. He would get me mm-hmm. the, the donut bars. Yeah, the maple then, bars, chocolate bars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the milk. And... You know, the milk would coat my stomach because of the smell of the newspapers. Mm. So I would literally help him wrap the newspapers, and then I would also help him throw the newspapers. And sometimes I would drive him when we were late on a route, and he wanted to go quicker. So I was literally literally driving at eight years old. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And um, And so, you know, I was introduced to, you know, just really getting up, getting things done, hustling. And that entrepreneurial experience, you know, by him, and um, and eventually I, you know, worked early in terms of, you know, I did other forms of entrepreneurial endeavors um, from all different areas, all different types of, you know, places, anywhere from making a cheerleading team, our first cheerleading team at school, to, and I didn't know I was doing all this stuff, that this would be called this to this day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but... At that time, it just I always enjoyed making something happen, producing something, and seeing something, you know, prosper. And I don't just mean financially, but just something grow and become, you know, a complete uh, product. And so, um, of course, later, uh, through the, uh, as I became older, I ended up doing some other work for another entrepreneurial endeavor at 11 years old, you know, selling newspapers, going door to door, sitting in front of supermarkets convincing people to sign up and that became my business experience well you know what's they, what's interesting mm-hmm. you know and hopefully you give me permission to interrupt you throughout this because i'm trying to pull <laughs> sure. out those nuggets right? so what, what's <laughs> really interesting to me and what stands out is i think a lot of times people see someone who's had a lot of success in the music industry or in the film industry and they think oh they're lucky it's because they look a certain way or because they're talented or, you know, they had a big break. And I think those things are true to an extent. I mean, as much as I would love to become a Grammy, you know, winning artist or I would love to, to have that platinum album, I'm just not gifted with the voice to do that, no matter how hard I work. You had a talent. But here's what I'm hearing from you is that you worked hard. 
you learned from a very young age how to work and how to become an entrepreneur. And the other thing that's really standing out to me, too, is your family experience. Some of these youngest experiences that you had were with your brothers, uh, with your grandfather. And the thing that I'm taking from that and pulling out of that is the importance of having or being supportive of your family members and helping them yep. what can you teach them what can Absolutely. they learn from you and what yep. can you learn from them and that yep. story about your brothers you know i'm just seeing you there mm-hmm. with your brothers or working with your grandfather what mm-hmm. a great opportunity for him to take the time to do that to spend the time with you and mm-hmm. you know at eight years old that you mm-hmm. were obviously you were helping him drive and you were somewhat of a help to him but a lot mm-hmm. of times for me when it comes to my family or or even my friends I sometimes I think well it's just easier to do something myself you know than mm-hmm. than involve them but what it's quicker. really, it's really, mm-hmm. it's really important mm-hmm. though uh, to yeah, teach, absolutely. and that can really leave a legacy. And for you, that's that yeah. helps shape and develop who you are. So, I, yeah, I love absolutely. hearing stories like that. So, okay, so how did you yeah, go? Here's absolutely. where I'm really, what I'm really curious about though. How'd you go? Mm-hmm. Well, you went from the sandbox to news selling newspapers. Uh, you know, obviously mm-hmm. with your grandpa, and then right. older at uh-huh. the supermarket. Mm-hmm. How did you get from newspapers yeah. to uh, you know right. <laughs> a, 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 an artist that's winning awards? Right, exactly. That's a great question. So, so in transition of selling newspapers, at that point, we were throwing them with Grandpa, and oh. then I ended up selling them with my uncle. <laughs> he wasn't my uncle at that time, but he became my uncle, but he was a friend of, of the family, and then he ended up marrying one of my aunts, and so we sold, you know, he introduced me to exploring and not being afraid to get around people in different areas. So we lived in more of an urban area, mm-hmm. but we would sell our newspapers and set up everything in the more rural areas where, okay. you know, people were more, um, you know, financially set up and right. just a whole different type of presentation. And so it allowed me to explore and see something different and have an experience with, you know, a different area, which exposed me, you know, gave me great exposure and balance. And so um, from that point, uh, in between the eight years old and me being a child making the song, we went to church. So okay. I grew up singing in the choir in the church, and I was the my grandpa was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Him and my and my mom was the now. First is this lady. the same grandpa you go with to deliver newspapers? <laughs> yep. Okay, got it. Got yep, it. exactly. <laughs> so he, um, I grew up in the house first of all with my father. He's a musician. So he plays uh, on the weekends guitar, and he plays. Uh, I grew up on the weekends, and through you know from time to time through the week, but because my parents were separated. So, but when I was with him, he played guitar, he played piano, he blew the horn, and he played drums and song. So that was one household where I got a lot of musical experience. And every day he was working a nine to five, but he also mm-hmm. always did entrepreneurial endeavors in all outside of work and always played music. And then so with my mom's side, my grandparents owned the church and all my aunts sung in the choir and they had music and, you know, they were into, my uncle was, they were all into, you know, music and playing instruments and pianos as well. And then they threw me in front of the choir at one point. I don't know what made them <laughs> feel like I was the one that be thrown in front of okay. the choir. But they would 
forced me to sing, and I'm like, wait a minute. You know how churches, well, you know, when you grow up in a church, yes. the preacher's kids are so happy to get a, oh, good, a sucker's here. We can make them do it now. We can get a break, you know. So I was like the little sucker, I guess, that they was like, oh, good, she's here. Now we can just show her and let her take over because we're sicker singing, you know, yeah. she can do it now. So I was one of those, but it was a blessing because it taught me how to to get in front of the choir and in front of a large group of people, yeah. not be ashamed and sing. And because they encouraged me when I did it, I didn't know what I was doing, but they would all be like, you know, they would keep doing it. And they were basically coaching me to be a singer. I, I didn't know it. That. I and love so, that. I love that. You know, you bring up an interesting point, too. And I, you know, I'm not trying to push religion on anybody here, but I, you know, I grew up in a church where I was speaking. You know, they had us give talks in primary or even, mm-hmm. you know, in front of the whole congregation when I got to be a teenager. And today I'm a speaker. And mm-hmm. I think some of my best training was when I yep. was younger, standing up in front of the con- yep. congregation. So hearing you in your experience with singing in the congregation, your exposure to music when you were younger, I think, you know, finding opportunities as, as parents, I'm a mother, but I'm thinking as you're talking, finding opportunities for my kids to perform, to get up, um, to speak, mm-hmm. to sing, yeah. and maybe to get over some of those hurdles or those fears. I mean, that's a big deal. Did you, were you nervous at yeah. all? Do you remember as a little kid getting up in front of the choir? Were you nervous or was it just kind of a normal thing? Did you senior relatives you know do what? it? They were encouraging right? you? <laughs> you know, I think I was nervous. Okay, I wasn't as nervous when I sung because I was seeing the, my relatives sing. Mm-hmm. But it was when I, and I, I still, I, I can't say I wasn't nervous. I was still nervous. Yeah. But um, I thought it was something I had to do. And so, you know, that's kind of the same way I am now after, oh, my God, how many years? 40-something. Uh, <laughs> that, like, um, you know, once you're there, you like, you have to do it. So yeah. you don't have a choice. You can't turn around and run. That was kind of the mindset. But what conditioned me was when we were taught to speak. That's what made me not so shy because... We all were trained as well as speakers in in the church. So, uh, you know, he wanted to make sure we all had missionary experience, speaking experience, so he would have different, you know, all of the kids and grandkids. I have, like, over 60 cousins, first cousins, wow. you know, like over 40-something second cousins. And mm-hmm. my aunts and uncles, there's eight females, which are my aunts, and there were three males. So my grandparents had 11 so we all just like ran the church, you know, mm-hmm. so he would <laughs> make us, you know, we all had a program and we, you know, either announcing someone or reading the agenda or, you know, you know how it goes when you're mm-hmm. inside of the church. So it was a great thing because mm-hmm. that what released me from actually, you know, not being so ashamed. Then eventually right. I, you know, ended up, my brothers became recording artists. And on, of course, in between time, between church, which brought me into the, hip-hop industry, which is interesting, but between church, I actually um, recorded a singing album with my brothers. Um, they were exploring hip-hop, and I was, I knew hip-hop, but I wasn't ready to do a hip-hop album. I was, you know, playing with it, but I ended up making a singing album, um, and then I ended up getting pregnant, and after I got pregnant, and you know, I kind of started going into a, a really um, reckless behavior. Mm-hmm. So my my brothers adopted me into their group as a hip-hop artist to keep me out of trouble wow. and to, 
Yeah. So they were taking care of you. Yeah. I mean, that's how you got into what you're mm-hmm. doing is you had a strong family support system. That's that's really yep. interesting. So I have yeah. a I have a question for you. This is the question mm-hmm. that's been been in my sure. mind. You know, I'm picturing you up there in front of the church. You know, singing as a as a kid. And that now I'm picturing you on a big stage. What's the biggest audience that you've ever performed in front of? Um. Hmm. Just when we do like stadium. You know, gigs. So are we talking like, like hundreds like of people? You're talking thousands? Are you talking tens of thousands? I'm thinking like, you know, maybe 20,000. Oh, that all. Come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's not, you know, there's, you know, some people, they have a whole park. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, New, what is the right. park over in New York? Oh, <laughs> Manhattan true. Park, you know, mm-hmm. those places. But yeah, it's about, and I, but I don't care. I, I'll perform in front of three people. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's just. I'm just thankful to, to to be able to, you know, so, especially with me. I'm not like a loyal to the soil artist because I've explored so many things behind the scenes. I was conditioned, you know, to explore behind the scenes. So in terms of, you know, entrepreneurial stuff, running my record label, you know, running the business, operating the business, mm-hmm. you know, going to school, getting, you know, different levels of degrees, creating products and, you know, running campaigns behind the scenes, but yet still having the presence from time to time, you know, exploring hip-hop as well, branded as a hip-hop artist, but, you know, exploring and reinventing myself as a, you know, brand of, of many genres, you know, from gospel to blues to jazz to R&B to EDM to dance music, uh, you know, I've explored all those places, you know, and for my fans to still, you know, like me and still <laughs> enjoy what I'm offering and to have, you know, hits on the radio still up to this day, I find that as a blessing. Well, and I want so, to, when we come back, mm-hmm. I want to talk about what mm-hmm. some of your current hits are, what you're doing right now. And of course, uh, we're going to pull some nuggets out of that. I want to talk and transition a little bit more into uh, when we come back from your career in singing to what you're doing now to help uh, entrepreneurs to get to where you are. And, you know, just to to close this segment, you know, I, I got some great nuggets from what you said, and they weren't what I expected. I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't really have a ton of expectations coming into this call, but I love hearing about the big role that your family uh, played in you getting to where you are today, the big role that being a member of a church or community of supporters, if we, if we don't want to think religiously, but, you know, being a member of that church and having opportunities Mm-hmm. to Experience speak and to and sing how how mm-hmm. that really helped you and and mm-hmm. it, it was so heartwarming to hear your brothers really stepping in and helping you uh, in your time of need so the things I take away from there mm-hmm. are, are that you know really creating and investing in a strong family support system is important mm-hmm. and also creating a community of people to support you where you feel safe in exploring different things like speaking and singing so, Sugar yeah. T, thank you so much. I, I love I love hearing from you too because sometimes you know you mm-hmm. see somebody up on stage or you see a famous person, and you think, oh gosh, they must just be you know a, a superhero. They aren't really human. They must have had these incredible experiences, and you have had incredible experiences. But the thing is, is they aren't so different from the experiences that each of us can have in our life and can recreate uh, as we strive to have strong family and community support systems. So, when we come back with yeah. Sugar T. 
Tea. We're going to hear more about what she's doing today, her accomplishments, uh, some of the, the songs that you might recognize on the radio today, and how she's helping entrepreneurs. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Hi, welcome back to Spotlight. Today we have joining us Sugar T. Now, Sugar T is an amazing woman. We've heard about her childhood, her strong family support system, her strong church support system, how that led to uh, where she is today. So, Sugar T, I mean, you became this really highly acclaimed music artist. So, so first of all, what what was the name of the group that you did with your brothers? Uh, the Click. It's, we were originally called MVP, and then eventually we branded ourselves a name called The Click. Okay, so how did you get discovered? I mean, you had this group, <laughs> you were working together. I, I mean, I know you, you worked hard, you learned how to become an entrepreneur, but um, did you have a big lucky break? Did you have to work for it? How did, how did you become famous? <laughs> Good point. Well, there's different layers um, mm-hmm. to it. Uh, there are various layers, and um, one of the layers was, was, as you had stated earlier, working hard and, you know, and stand visible, stand open, and stand on it. <laughs> you know, stand 
consistently um, on top of, of presenting presenting myself. So, and of so course, maybe you know, articulate that it. articulate that just a little bit further because I love what you're saying. For somebody that's listening, and even for me, I'm taking mental notes here. I forgot my notepad. But um, what does that mean to stay on top of it? What What are some well, you know, steps that you took? That somebody, okay, sure. Sorry about that. Yeah, just, you know, chopping it every day. You, you know, it's not something that you just do one day and then you quit for two weeks and then you start mm-hmm. back, you know, and quit. And, you know, just really staying consistent, you know. And, I love that um, word, consistency. Yeah, constantly trying to innovate and find ways, you know, to, uh, it's kind of like strategic development, you know. So you, you're constantly trying to find ways to keep delivering it and finding, you know, where what areas can you know can be updated or upgraded or downgraded? You know you're continuously, you know, uh, stand focused. Um, that was the main. That's the main thing, and willing to you know to fight in terms of you know there has not always been great times where you know I've been handed things. You know, although I've been, you know, my family was very supportive from the beginning. There's times when I did not have any support because of choices that I made, you know, and because of the way that I wanted to do things. Um, so with that, you know, just really being, you know, thoughtful, um, being, for me, it's, it is spiritual for me. I, I have to, uh, it was a point in my life where I couldn't, you know, rely on on everything that was around me, fame, money, family, friends. So being spiritually connected and having, you know, something that was, was uh positioned in me from a child and going back to that really helped me want to live <laughs> you yeah. know I, and I want to continue mm-hmm. I really can identify with that so I have a couple questions for you too is this striking a, a personal chord in me as well something that I've always felt just since I was a small child I've just felt like I was supposed to be in front of the masses in front of you know on stage doing things and it's not any kind of egotistical thing it's not like I think I'm better than anybody else it's just something that I just felt like was inside of me it's something that um, I was born to do did you have that feeling that that desire I, I did not no I did not I had no clue um, originally I thought it was normal to just um, sing and you know and perform and you know and record and things of that nature um, it was fun for me because I was a teen mom so I was a mom at 15 which is wow. how I ended up being in a group so I mm-hmm. became a um, you know that pregnant when I was 16 actually I'm sorry, I said I'm a mom, but I got pregnant when I was 16. Yeah. And during my reckless behavior, you know, by them, my brothers pulling me into the group, you know, before that, it was more so like, oh, this is something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, was a repl- it was a replacement for me, a replacement of reckless behavior. And then eventually when I got pregnant at 16, became a mom um, and then pregnant again at 17, a mom, two kids in one year, um, that time frame is what led me to uh, becoming more serious and realizing that, okay, I can't, I was on welfare as well. So entrepreneurship was great and it was a big old part, but my real experience that got me into my first uh, business was, uh, was welfare. So mm-hmm. I was on public assistance as a teenager trying to finish school and, you know, record when I could. And then, you know, the parenting came into play. And then, of course, realizing that welfare was one area, but I was going to need to transition. And I wasn't really sure how things would come out 
in music, you know, if we were going to be successful or not. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to rely on something that I couldn't see. <laughs> so yeah. the welfare check was my security. And then I started doing hair on the side. I started a hair business. Um, and so that was where my first business actually lied that I knew was a business. And I was a mobile weave queen. So I did weaves and braids. Mm. And I went to people's houses. And most of my clients were um, people on public assistance um, and older people. And they were not, you know, they didn't want to run around. And some had kids and couldn't go to the shop. So I would go to their homes. And that's how I ended up, you know, starting that endeavor. So the consistency and having something else is what made me successful and famous and comfortable because I was always afraid to only rely on music (laughs) and entertainment because you have to depend on other people, you know, Mm -hmm. to push you. You have to depend on other people to believe in you. You have to depend on other people and relationships, you know, to open opportunities for you, open their doors, give you exposure, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So. You never know. And I just was never comfortable with depending on people. And, of course, it's great with my family. But, you know, family, sometimes you don't move like they want you to move. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting point that you brought up. I, I want to I touch on that point really quickly. And then I want to get into uh, what, what's, what, what are some of the songs we may hear on the radio that we recognize from Sugar Tea. But, uh, you know, I want to sure. touch on this point. You said there was a time when your family really didn't support you. And here's what I'm learning. As I work with entrepreneurs all over the world, I'm learning that a lot of them, I, they're thinking outside the box. A lot of times their their family gets scared or they don't approve of the choices they make. And sometimes maybe that's warranted. Sometimes they're bad choices or sometimes they're choices that the family just doesn't understand. But something you said really struck me, and that mm-hmm. is, you know, you had that strong uh, connection to to God or to your higher power, and you you just you whether they supported you or not, you moved forward. You knew what you were supposed to do. How important was that to you, and how important do you think that is to other entrepreneurs to have that sense of of a, a higher uh, being or a higher calling in life than what everybody around them thinks they should be doing? Right. That makes it, it well. You know, it's all an individual-based situation, and like I said earlier, when it comes to it wasn't that my family did not support. It came to a point where I made choices that nobody supported. Yeah. Okay, so you were just making, what you're saying is you were just making poor choices, and they said, sorry, you know, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't help you out. Not necessarily poor choices. Not necessarily Mm -hmm. poor, but just choices that probably wasn't, like you said earlier, they couldn't relate to, they didn't understand. You know, there's a difference when you're a mother and a, and a parent, you know what I mean, and you're in relationships and, you know, you're dealing with other things and a woman versus a male that is with a woman that has their kids and the woman is the main, you know, person that handles things. So sometimes, you know, different people, males around you, they don't understand, yeah. you know, that you, you do want to have a support system at home. So you might not be able to always travel or do different things. Because you have kids at home and you don't want to leave your kids with your mom all the time or with a nanny all the time or, you know, so all those type of things have come to play real life. So in those different situations, you know, those were times when I didn't always have the support that I had originally, you know, because of the choices that I made and because of the priorities that became things that became priorities to me individually. Mm -hmm. So you start off in this group of people and everyone's going on the same path, but then you end up having to individualize your walk because of 
you know, what you have to deal with individually. You know what yeah. I mean? When the door's closed, when the stage is over, you got to go home to your kids. <laughs> you know, or you got to go home to your husband or you got to go home, you know, to you at the end of the day. Um, you know, so at the, so the beauty of it was the entrepreneurial and the relationship, you know, with that foundation, spiritual relationship. That's what helped me because there were those abandoned times or those times of being alone. Um, and then, of course, great relationships outside of the spiritual walk, you know, people who, strangers, yeah. <laughs> that you'll just see that don't know anything about you. And from time to time, I'll just smile at you and say, hey, how are you? You know, yeah. <laughs> when no one else is talking to you or, you know, different situations like that. So I have quite a big book of the transition, which led me to wanting to help other women and help other people find replacement and do mm-hmm. entrepreneurship because it was a replacement of many, many, many types of situations that could have took me totally down and that have taken me down, you know, uh, from temporarily, but I was always able to pick myself back up through having these responsibilities and through the control of knowing I could make something happen and produce something. Right. Well, and you really are in a great position to teach women about entrepreneurship because you've been there. You've done it. You've been the single mom on welfare. You've been, uh, you know, somebody who has has struggled in their life and who has really learned how to overcome those difficulties and be successful. So let's talk, before we talk about you helping women in entrepreneurship, which is kind of the meat of this program, I'm sure we're taking lots of mental notes here. I want to talk about what what are some of the famous uh, songs that we may hear on the radio that we may recognize from you. And my other question is, I'm dying to know about that picture of you and Queen Latifah and what that was all about. So, <laughs> so first of all, tell us some of your songs. I want to I want to know so I can listen on the radio. <laughs> sure. So there's a host of songs. Um, one of the biggest ones is Sprinkle Me with my brother. It's the biggest brother and sister hip-hop duet ever in history. Wow. Um, so Sprinkle Me. That's one of the main ones uh-huh. <laughs> that no one lets me live down and yes. that feeds me and give me all my royalty checks and, <laughs> you know, keeps me alive. And mm-hmm. so Sprinkle Me, Hurricane is another one. Um, Hurricane. And that's a, uh, actually we created a drink from that. So it's oh, actually hey. yeah, a beverage uh, alcoholic. Uh, alcohol beverage. Um, no, I, I've of, heard of that. Is that is that from that song? <laughs> yeah. That's, oh my that's gosh. Okay. Song. Well, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, magazine street hurricane. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, we have a, a wine and other uh, product lines that are distributed and that are out there. So oh. that's from the Earl Stevens selections and collections. Um, so hurricane is a song. It's, these are all gold and platinum albums. Um, mm-hmm. There are a whole of songs that are out here and the best thing to do is Google me. So, um, you know, anybody that wants to know, just Google Sugar Tea. And I have uh, Instagram, which is Sugar Tea First Lady. I have um, YouTube, which is also Sugar Tea First Lady. Um, Excuse me. And then I also have Twitter, which is also Sugar Tea First Lady. And you can just Google me right into the the, uh, the Google system, and I promise you, it'll be so much stuff that comes up. I've made over a host of a thousand songs, mm-hmm. at least um, over a thousand songs, probably about five thousand, but wow. I always say a thousand because I forget after that. And IMDb, I have a host of acting credits. So the MTV Lyricist Lounge Show uh, is one of them. Oh, that's right. Um, You've done a bunch of the MTV yeah. uh, shows before. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. the sitcom, absolutely. Unsong is a recent production, VH1. Um, I mean, excuse me, on uh, TV One, you can pull up Unsong E40, and that tells our story. Okay. Um, 
you know, a lot of insight of how we became successful as a group and how my brother became successful and how we're, we're a part of that movement, um, which is, again, E40 Unsong TV1. You can pull that up right from the Internet. Um, and then recently, of course, the Queen Latifah VH1 Honors. Um, you can pull that up. The version would be, um, uh, it would be, um, uh, let me think. <laughs> oh, Unity. Um, the Unity um, in the segment. Or you can go okay. to com, which is my website, and get more insight. So there's quite a bit of media that's out there. So just pull me up and you can kind of get acclimated from, I'm a 30-year veteran, so I've been mm-hmm. around here for a long time. So you're liable to be on a journey, you know, seeing quite a bit of different segments of me, different mm-hmm. transitions, different <laughs> updates, upgrades, and, you know, grassroots places, as well as um, up to today. So, I mean, all of the accomplishments are incredible. You've done it in the music industry. You've acted. You've been successful in those careers. But what you've really chosen to focus on lately is helping women become successful entrepreneurs. Now, that's an interesting transition. What what drove you to that, or why did you decide to do that? When did you realize that was your passion and your calling? Well, um, I've always uh, worked with different populations in me, not just women. Um, because I'm a woman, it makes sense to work with women. Um, but I've, since 1998, I've been a school teacher. I've helped with community organizations, mm-hmm. build programs. Um, I've done quite a bit of, you know, from consulting to casework to program development. I have a social division. I'm a social entrepreneur. I became a social entrepreneur in 2006. So since then, I have connected to social endeavors, and part of them is female-focused, but a lot of them are various populations, and that's, uh, you know, formal foster youth, the reentry community. Um, I have a young grandmother's club um, mm-hmm. because I'm a young grandmother, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have a club and a fellowship, a social club and a fellowship support for young grandmothers. Um, I have also worked with populations of cow works and Cal Learn and, again, you know, system-related elements where people need replacement and, you know, barriers. And so, um, and of course, being female-focused makes sense because I'm a female, Mm -hmm. but I work with a lot of different populations, and I teach, you know, based on, you know, which population and the need of that, and that's anywhere from health and wellness as well as entrepreneurship as well as, um, you know, different uh, other comprehensive elements that help make them whole and right. fill in the void. Now, you've written yeah. a book about this. You have different programs about this. Uh, you've worked with lots of groups, like you've said about this. My, <clears throat> my hope is, Sugar Team, when we come back from this break, I want to pick your brain about what has been some of the most successful steps or ideas that you've had for entrepreneurs that you've taught them that helped them experience success. I know we've got a lot of entrepreneurs on Facebook Live. Uh, I, I can't really see who's listening in live to the show, but I know this goes out worldwide uh, to a lot of different places. And I, I know we have a lot of entrepreneurs listening uh, that would love to hear from you what those tips were. What, what are those steps? What are those things that you're teaching people? Um, so are you, are, you, are you good with that? Can you, is that okay? Yeah, I definitely am interested more so in sharing just my school. I have an online variety of courses. So entrepreneurship is one of them. Okay. <clears throat> Um, but I also, you know, teach music, the do's and don'ts of the music business. Um, that's a book. I also help people with wellness. And so I have a wellness and winning series that's coming out. Um, actually, I'm booking for that now. 
for the course as well as a series of workshops um, dealing with, you know, hurt people and um, and a variety of other expertise that, you know, to share and and help people, you know, grow and and, um, and, and access the, the fullness of what they deserve in their life. Oh, great. Okay, well, if, if you're listening in, get your pens and papers out, get ready. Sugar Tea is going to share a wealth of knowledge with us when we come back, things that you can use to actually implement uh, right away, take action on, and change your life. Uh, more coming up in just a minute with Sugar Tea. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm here with Sugar T, award-winning artist, uh, you know, serial entrepreneur, <laughs> passionate about helping other people. So, Sugar T, you have a book that you just wrote about entrepreneurship, I guess, entrepreneurship, that's a mouthful, uh, for entrepreneurs, of course. And I would love to for you to share what is the name of that book and what's one golden nugget in that book uh, that if somebody reads that book, they're, they're going to get out of it. Sure. The name of the book is called Boss Up. Um, and that's Boss, B-O-S-S, Boss Up Baby. Uh-huh. Hey, they yep, just made a movie up. about that, too, Boss Baby, right? Is that after your book? Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, it's uh, Baby is spelled B-A-Y-B, Be oh. About Your Business. Yeah, yeah. So oh, great. Maybe be not. About <laughs> Your Business. So I like it. Yep. So it's Boss Up, Be About Your Business, and it's the Entrepreneurship Empowerment mm-hmm. Book. 
And what it does is it empowers you to use your God-given gifts to make more money, to, uh, uh, to replace barriers, and to explore entrepreneurship. So that's it in a nutshell. It makes you understand why it's important to do it, and it gets you an opportunity to explore the options. Um, and then we have a course that goes along with it that can take you to the next step. Great. Well, give me give me one golden nugget from that book or from that course, if if you can, if you can, just just for my listener. I promise I won't share it with anybody else. Just for just for me and all the, the thousands of people listening all over the world. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, one gold nugget. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm actually giving away three free chapters. So, all right. There's three chapters at Sprinkle Me School of Music and Vision, but the the web is Sprinkle Me School of Music. So they can go get it. Sprinkle me is spelled just like it is. Sprinkle like a sprinkler. So sprinkle me music dot online is the website. Again, sprinkle me music dot online. And you go to the boss up course and you can get three free chapters from it and learn what's in it. Um, however, Currently, I can share with you, though, Allison. Okay, <laughs> the, the I'm excited. I want to go get those three free chapters. But yes, give me give give me something. Give yeah. me something here. and it gives them a chance to also sign up for the course to move forward, move further <laughs> into their movement. So, it's um, the biggest nugget I think you can take out of it is why it's important for you to use all of your gifts mm-hmm. um, and talents, you know, and why and and what harm. Uh, what what harm uh, that could it could be to to not use it? I love I love that. It, you know, that's something when I work with my clients. A lot of the times, all of them sit down, and one of the very first things I have them do is make a list of their God given gifts. What are mm-hmm. your gifts? And a lot of times, people sit there and they say, I, I don't even know. So you mm-hmm. know, maybe the first step is recognizing what your gifts are, and then mm-hmm. how are you going to use use them to serve the world? So I love that. I love the title mm-hmm. and the subtitle of your book too. It's uh, similar to mine in in that you use the phrase God given gifts. So exploring those God given gifts you. so so important, mm-hmm. so good. So you've got that book. Yeah. You've got that book on entrepreneurship. Uh, you're, I wasn't going to name it that though. Um, uh-huh. Believe it or not, I actually wasn't going to. Um, I was going to name it just, you know, um, boss up baby, be about your business. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, you know what, that's my route. So I'm going to, that's, that's what kept me. And that's what oh. made me because my life's challenges is what brought out other gifts that I knew that, that I didn't even know that I had. Um, <laughs> and wow, I just got that, the goosebumps when you said that. That right mm-hmm, there is a key yeah. piece of information mm-hmm. for any entrepreneur or any person mm-hmm. in life to be successful. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. And that's what my guest last week, Ross, talked about. You know, some of these mm-hmm. things that maybe we see as our hardest trials yeah. uh, are mm-hmm. actually the greatest gifts because they lead us yeah. towards what we're supposed to be doing in our callings in life. It really is our experiences that yeah. make us unique right. and that allow us to give us mm-hmm. a platform to be able to teach others what we've learned. So I, I really yeah. I agree with that and appreciate that mm-hmm. and a lot of times if you weren't pushed up against the wall mm-hmm. to you know to allow that to come out then it, it, it wouldn't have even came out and you would have just I would have just only been on stage you know rapping oh she's a rapper and bye you know she's a rapper and mm-hmm. you know it's like no there's so much more <laughs> than that yeah. okay yeah. and that's like an emptiness of a void that you could feel in your life even later you know, and, and, and a lot of times, you know, people don't recognize that and we don't look at the later, we just look at the now. 
Um, so I was, you know, the, I, the only person I could feel because no one told me about that, <laughs> looking yeah. at the future. They just gave me things at the moment, but, you know, to, to, to have the insight, it had to come from God. Um, so, and it has to come from my yearning and wanting to know, you know, inside yeah. my soul. So, um, and anyway, that's so where, yeah. that's where you really found your strength too. That's a gold mm-hmm. nugget that I've taken out of talking to you throughout this whole mm-hmm. show is that you, you mm-hmm. really did turn to God, you know, for that strength and those answers and, and using your God given gifts. So I love mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, okay. So and you can find it on Amazon. My book is oh, on great. Amazon. It's on Kindle. It's in my boutique, which is uh, shop dot sprinkle me but you can go to my website at sprinkleme.biz again sprinkleme.biz it's my enterprise website mm-hmm. and you can get to the store you can get to the uh the school as well as to my music site so again that is sprinkle me just like a sprinkler me m-e and then dot biz b as a boy eyes and igloo biz and zebra as well as on amazon to get the book and everyone who buys um a book gets a free cardio Boss up CD, wow. which has a variety of my music. <laughs> Great. Well, I love that. So, speaking of cardio, something that uh, mm-hmm. you, you are so multifaceted, I'm telling you, but I think it all plays into being successful. You know, you have to know these things about business. You have to have this connection to maybe, a, you know, a higher power, a sense of purpose greater than yourself. But here's another thing that we haven't really touched on so far, but I want to touch on briefly here, and that is as your actual health and wellness. Because if you aren't taking care of your physical body, if you aren't healthy and well that way, then you really aren't going to, to maximize your potential and experience the success that you could. So you actually teach people about that as well. Absolutely. Um, it's all about your well-being, you know, mind, body, spirit, and soul. So yes, um, that's a part, a proportion of it. And I, I, I made the cardio uh, boss up CD as a motivation and also cardio um, uh, workout CD, which has a variety of music on there um, from my playlist of all different mm-hmm. types of songs and sounds that get you motivated and pushing. Um, and the goal is to get you up to work out, work on your physical, but also motivate you in your mind and work on, want, get motivate you to work at your project yeah. <laughs> to be productive in that day. And so, yes, yeah, so wellness is critical. And then we also have a well and winning course as well um, in school, at the school, which is uh, sprinkleme.biz. Again, it's, um, I'm sorry, it's uh, the Sprinkle Me School of Music. So you can find it again at sprinkleme.biz. It's a well and winning course, and we're launching that in a couple of weeks, and that's just all about, you know, being well and winning, you know, all the way around, a comprehensive element that gives you a well-rounded, you know, uh, presentation and understanding um, because we want to create winners. Yeah, well, and and that is so true. So what I'm learning from you too, another golden nugget I'm pulling out is is to be well rounded, to take care of all different areas and facets of your life, and to be balanced. And that's how you found a lot of your success. Uh, you also have a program that helps people who want to get in the music industry uh, to be able to do that. Now, what does that involve? Because you know the music industry. Oh my goodness, having a mentor and and let's just talk about mentors in general for a moment. Uh, you know music industry, uh, entrepreneurship, 
any kind of industry, life coaching, uh, church, whatever it is, finding those mentors and those people that have been there that can guide you is so, so important. So you actually have a, is it now, is it a book? Is it a course? What is it that help guide people that are trying to break into the music industry? Yes, it is. I have books with all of my courses. Mm -hmm. And so um, this particular book is a book and a course. Okay. So it's a um, guide and a course. Um, and I'm making that, I am actually making that available in November. So um, currently I do, you know, coaching and development, um, you know, one-on-ones and in some cases group. Um, but I'm actually making it available where everyone can access it in November. Mm-hmm. Um and they'll be launching it. But it'll also be on the Sprinkle Me Diabetes site where the school is, is connected at. Great. Well, and, and thank you for sharing that. You're so generous to uh, tell us how we can all get three free chapters of your book. Uh, I'm excited about that. And it sounds like there's many other uh, ways that we can connect and get a hold of you. Now, here, here's my here's my last question for you. We've got a couple minutes left on the show. You've shared so many golden nuggets with us today. I've gotten so much out of this show. What's in your heart to share with us? Last couple of minutes. <laughs> Um, I think I've pretty much shared it all. Um, well, um, I guess, you know, success is, is, is bigger um, than just money. You know, it's about just producing something, seeing something through um, that you pursued and or that you have overcame and you're moving forward, you know. And um, I think it's great to have a whole lot of money but it's also great to just have a whole lot of heart and balance to that. Um, and so, you know, today's society, it just seems like there's a presence of um, priorities that are kind of um, a little off balance. And I just, um, you know, the Barbie doll look um, is okay, but there's more than just the Barbie doll look. We have to work and be Barbie dolls. Yeah. And, you know, and there is a great, I was like, don't, don't knock the tall blondes. Come on, come on. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. But no, I know, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you're you're saying. beautiful, Allison. I'm beautiful, too. You are. We all, we, yes, we, we work, all are. But we work hard, you know, yeah. and there's more to our beauty than just the beauty. Well, outside, that was that was like know? my my last Facebook post. I think you know mm-hmm. a lot of the times, mm-hmm. and I think social media can be good and can be bad. But people look yes. at you, or people yes. look at you know yes. me, and I'm I'm celebrating on Facebook. I'm set, you know putting out these pictures. Mm-hmm. You're celebrating mm-hmm. the success of your CDs or your books or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and we're celebrating. But sometimes all all people see mm-hmm. is the celebration. All they see is the payoff. They don't see the hard work. They don't see the tears. They don't see mm-hmm. the time away from family. They don't see the sleepless nights. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. that appears as bags under my eyes but um yeah you know uh they don't see see behind the scenes and for all of us listening i know everybody on this call knows what i'm talking about i mean you work hard Mm -hmm. you work hard um yeah and and try not to get it confused with what you know right now the um there's a lot of presence with you know with those who are creating brands just off of their looks you know and off of you know, uh, the opportunity to to be presented on television, no matter what they're doing on there, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, they're showcasing any form of talent. Mm, so, um, you know, so I just, you know, my, my thought and hope is that people just kind of pay attention to what they're looking at and what's out there and utilize also an opportunity to have support in someone that's willing to walk you through steps, like, you know, coach to coach you mm-hmm. um, and, you know, not to just dive out there and just do it, you know, on your own because there's support here and 
people are excited about, you know, sharing and providing that support and providing those services to cut you a few steps and, you know, help you save money um, and time, energy, and yeah. frustration. So, yeah, so good job, Allison. And if well, anyone wants you. to reach me, you can go to Sugar Tea First Lady. Um, that's my Instagram hashtag for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Again, Sugar Tea First Lady. And um, you can definitely stay connected with the movement at sprinkleme.biz and get on my mail list and check out the other endeavors. Again, that's sprinkleme.biz. I love that. Thank you so much for everything you've shared with us today, Sugar Tea. Uh, one of the quotes that really stood out to me there towards the end is, you know, uh, success is, is more than money. So where my question for all of you listening is, where are you finding your happiness? And are you doing things uh, to make you happy? Are you really pursuing those things that make you successful? Because you and I both know people who are very famous or who have a lot of money who aren't happy. So success is more than just money. It's uh, living your purpose, your passion, and living fulfilled and happy in life. So thank you for sharing those golden nuggets with us today, Sugar Tea. We'll all check you out. Next time I hear your song on the radio, I'm going to scream and say, oh, I know this lady. She's been on my radio show. I'll brag to my kids. Yes. So it'll, yes. it'll, it'll, it'll be Spotify. <laughs> It'll be really fun. And, and thank, thank you. you. Again, thank you for all Great. you're doing again in, in, in sure. everything in the world. And uh, we'll be back again next week with more people who have transformed their lives and now are tra- working to transform the world. This is Allison H. Larson and Sugar Tea signing off from Spotlight. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.